Blog Talk Radio. Oh, well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Indie Review Radio. Here today on Blog Talk, it's Saturday. I am in beautiful New York. It's a beautiful morning here. And my co-host, C. Truth, is out and about. See, why don't you tell the people where you at? Yeah, I'm in the MIA, yo, Miami Beach, Florida. And uh, it's just beautiful down here. It's uh, a little little overcast right now, but uh, it's forecast to be a nice, bright, and sunny day. And it's definitely going to be hot, about uh, 90 degrees or so. So definitely beach weather, and definitely we're going to be getting it in. But I'm actually here. Um, for the ABFF, the American Black Film Festival, that's been going on uh, since July 6th, and uh, today's the last day, and I've been getting it in and seeing some great, great film work, whether it be, you know, shorts or documentaries or, or feature-length films, and getting some good information as well on um, what's what's going on as far as the film world goes when it relates to, you know, black folks and uh, African-Americans and Africans in general, because, you know, we don't often get a chance to showcase things that pertain to us, you know. Right. Um, the majority of things is, you know, it's Hollywood, and, you know, they, they tend to leave us out, unless there's a few couple here and there that they've chosen as, you know, the one <laughs> for the time being. And uh, yeah. everybody knows what I'm talking about when I, I do say that. But, yeah, I, I've seen some, some great pieces. Uh, there was one thing that I saw that was um, uh, black gold. and Actually, you know what, I'll, I'll hold off on all of that for now. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, come back talk, and talk a little bit about your hot picks for the um for the film festival. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. And um, but I have to say the greeting to all my folks oh, all you. across the world and, and the world everywhere. Away. Yes, yes. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Buenas noches. Buenos dias. Konnichiwa. Salam. Namaste. Assalamu alaikum. Alafia. Parev. Good day. Nehoma. Bonjour. Bonsoir. What up, son? And greetings once again to and everybody across the world. Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. So that's what it is. That's and, what it is. Uh, well, I have my tea together, see, over here. What's, what's your beverage of choice over there in, in uh, on the well, I got water. I got water. You know, okay, the water's okay. popping off. Tea and water, we're keeping it nice and healthy here. All right, no problem. Yeah, well, you know, you, you got to stay hydrated when it's the summertime, no matter where you are. Yeah, chase and tail is, is a, you know, takes a lot mm-hmm. out of you. Absolutely. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm here for the business, you know what I mean? Like, of course. And that's a whole other story, chase and tail. That, that doesn't take that much out of me, but, you know, but anyway, we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> Well, we're going to jump into a song as we normally do at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do some uh, collect dead wrong because you were dead wrong for that comment right there. But <laughs> I'm down for that. We uh, we'll be right back after collect. <laughs> yes, call us up six four six four seven eight five one two three. Hit us up in the chat room. We are there waiting to speak to you. Email us in the review cd at gmail dot com. That's right. And my man type, I go flirt with my ex. <laughs> and I'm dead wrong. Dead wrong. I know I'm dead wrong. Yeah. Sometimes I don't pay my bills, even though I got the money. 
E, Long Island oh. Expressway. Funny, that song ties right into my other favorite song of hers, Can't Hardly Wait. It's just, you know, right. how it all comes together, how it all comes together. <laughs> we love that. L-I-E. Exactly. Mr. Zombie. Um, we had her on the show not too long ago. For those of you that have, um, you know, just that are just tuning in for the first time or that have not had a chance to listen to previous shows, feel free to hop onto the blog www.indiereview4u.blogspot.com. You'll see a player there, and you can listen to every last one of our shows um, from the very first show to this show. So don't be afraid. You can always exactly. email us as well, indiereviewcd at gmail.com. Um, Absolutely. You can take with that fabulous music um, with, of course, your contact information so that we can reach back out to you in the case we are interested in having a conversation. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, you, you ever wonder what, what happened to Chris Tucker? <laughs> Have you seen him in Miami? I ha- I haven't seen him, but he's going to be performing um, down in Miami in September, uh, towards really? September on, on the 24th at the Fillmore. And I was like, wow. When I found that out, I was like, I had no idea he was, like, still around or still doing stuff because, you know, he just, just dropped off the scene for a while. Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times when artists transition into other disciplines of the arts, <clears throat> it's possible that they get, you know, he had the acting bug for a while, and he may be mm-hmm. writing or producing or, you know, sometimes right. those films take minutes to come to fruition. So it would be really interesting to know what he's up to. We're going to have to do a full-scale investigation on that. Uh, yeah, you know, you're going to have to get your, your, your Atlanta folks to uh, find right? out what's happening before that show. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I wasn't really checking. And does he live in Atlanta now? Yeah, he does. He, he's been down there for okay. a while. Okay. That's good been stuff. So I'm sure they're going to show him lots of love. Yeah. I'm That's sure they're going to show him lots of love. So why don't you one of your um, favorite uh, film moments down there at the at the film festival? Okay, well, as you know, I've been seeing a lot of films, you know, down here. And uh, one of the ones that I thought was exceptional was uh, a film that was done by uh, Jetta Amata. And uh, he's from Africa, from Nigeria. And uh, he put together a film called Black Gold that um, is about the struggle between the people of Nigeria and the big oil companies and what they do to the land and the different effects that that has on the people, and um, also what that uh, does to the whole world aspect of things. And um, it was a very, very good movie, and uh, Vivica Fox was in it, Mbanga Mata, Billy Zane, um, Michael Madsen, and um, a host of, of others. A great acting, great story, uh, good film was put together, very nice, and he spoke about it, you know, after they, they screened the film, and he, he said that the entire film was based on real accounts of things that did happen and on things that did take place. So it's mm-hmm. not something that's fictitious. Everything that right. uh, he, he spoke about and, and dealt with in the film was, was for real. And the thing about it, another thing about the film also is it centered around the main character, who was a woman, and her role in what happened with her people and um, 
how that affected her and, and, and things that, that took place. And she actually got a scholarship from the big oil company to come to America to um, get an education. And she graduated from, like, USC, and then she went back home. And things changed when she saw what was going on with what the, the oil companies were doing back home. And, you know, that's that's when the film starts to evolve and things really, really take off from there. But um, I don't want to give anything else away, but uh, definitely <laughs> check out Black Gold. And, you know, there, there are trailers that are out on it, so you can see a trailer of it to um, get a, a oh, perspective great. on the visuals. They can post that on the blog. Yes, absolutely. Definitely, I'll definitely put that up on the blog. And um, maybe in a little while, you you guys will, will see it, and uh, I'll, I'll let you know when it's up. But that was one of my one of my picks uh, right, that I saw, right. and uh, I'll, I'll talk some more about some others. Uh, a big ensemble film that a lot of people were uh, really digging called Dysfunctional Friends. I'll, I'll I'll speak about that one a little bit later on. We all have but, some um, of those. <laughs> yes. We do have dysfunctional friends, family, just dysfunctional people that's all around. But um, that was <laughs> another, uh, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, we got a call. Let's let's see who's on the line right now. Hello, caller, are you there? You're on live. Can you hear me? Hello, I can hear you. Yeah, I'm actually just listening into the show. And that um, last film that you described, so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it. But, yeah, I, I just listened in from my phone to you guys, and I'm not in a good spot right now, so I don't know if you're really something this. Okay, okay. Well, well that's that voice. And Rachel. Is that Valerie? I recognize that voice. That's Valerie from TOTM. Hey, honey. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you fresh from the Essence Music Festival? Awesome. Speaking of music, um, New Edition <laughs> was totally awesome. I think they stole the whole festival, in my personal opinion. Wow. Yeah. New Edition. Yeah, I mean, before they hit so they the stage. Still it. They, still have, they still have it. They still have it and more. Before they hit the stage, I mean, the whole audience from the top to the bottom, from the front to the back, everyone was standing. And then um, it was Ralph said, oh, everyone is standing. I'm like, we're already standing. <laughs> and I'm like, every song, knew all the words, and still stood throughout the show. That That's what makes a show. I mean, Kanye West came on the night before, and he had an awesome show also because, once again, our participation, people on the, you know, on their feet. But in addition, I, I just think, you know, they surpassed it. I mean, the roaring, the screaming, the hum, the, oh, it was crazy. And when we came out, I mean, it was even crazier. Wow. I think it's a testament to the fact that people still really appreciate great music and you know, when you listen to music like that, because we, you know, we grew up to that music, so it was, I'm sure, a little nostalgic, you know. It brought it us to a place where music, you could actually sing the lyrics out loud without beeping and bleeping and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> they had sharp moves going. And, you know, back to Kanye, he actually, it was a performance. He had dancers on stage, and, you know, I commend him to have everyone come out at the end, and they all took a bow, so that was a great performance 
also I'm not taking anything away from him. But um, I would say from the top headliners would be New Edition, um, Kanye West, Charlie Wilson came in third because he, he ripped it. He was awesome, wow. too. Wow. Wow. Well, Valerie, thank you so much for calling in. Keep, uh, stay tuned in. I think our um, guest is on her way. We're going to be talking to Rhonda shortly. So, of course, as always, I look forward to hearing your feedback about the show, and I really, really appreciate your support. And for those of you that want to check out Valerie's show, her radio show is TOTM. It's Wednesdays at 7, or wait, Thursdays at 7? Wednesdays at 7. Wednesdays at 7, and then Sundays at 5? Yes. Yes. So check her out. Very interesting topic and a great, great show. So thank you, honey. We're going to let you go. Enjoy this beautiful weather. I know you are. (laughs) Thank you. I'm still listening. All right. Take care. Yes, indeed. You're listening to Indie Review here on Blog Talk 646-478-5123. Email us IndieReviewCD at gmail.com. And we have joining with us Rhonda. Are you here, Rhonda? Uh, I am here, straight from Atlanta. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Rochelle. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I am groovy, just enjoying this hot, hot weather. Oh, my word. That's my word. We're kindred sisters. Groovy's my Get word. <laughs> Get out of here. Really? See, truth. Do I not say groovy all the time? Yes, all the time, for as long as that I know means, you. That means you we are hip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So how are you all doing today? Thank you so much, Rhonda, for joining us today. I think that, and you you know, when I, when, I, when I think about the people that we have on our show, it's just a, a reminder of the wonderful, fantastic talent that's out there, and you are certainly a testament to that. Um, when you look Thank at you. your without without going into all the details, I will let you introduce yourself, but let me just tell the listeners, you guys listen up. Get your pen out, get your paper out, take some notes, because this conversation I'm sure will be filled with a wealth of information. So, Rhonda. Yes. Will you please share with our listeners, who is Rhonda Thomas? Wow. Rhonda Thomas is a soul jazz vocalist, originally from Long Island and Queens. Strong Island, Roosevelt. Yes. Isaac Hayes for 11 years before he passed away. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a beautiful time in my life. And um, I have my third solo CD out now, and it's entitled Listen. And I just love doing what I do. And that's, that's evident. I mean, I think that anyone that has been able to, you know, continue in this business with the momentum that you have, because your you're, you're journey has been consistent. Hmm. Thank you. Do you say that it's I, that is consistent? I, I feel like it has. Um, I, I like to write music that seems to be timeless. Um, the music's yeah. not dated. I write what I feel from my heart. I like grooves. I like percussive songs. I like melodies. I like to have um, some kind of classic structure to my songs where you're going to have a verse and you're going to have a bridge and a chorus. You know, I, I like real music. And I can imagine being around Isaac Hayes for all of those years that the lessons were just priceless. What are some of the main things that you learned from him that you still incorporate into your music today? 
Um, I would have to say his work ethic is what I incorporate into um, what I do. I liked being out on the road with him and seeing that even if there were bumps in the road, if there were problems with sound or lighting or if someone wasn't playing the right note, he didn't go ballistic. You know, he didn't trip. Um, he also gave people opportunities. He, he would allow me to um, sing, lead with him on his song, Do Your Thing. And, you know, not a lot of artists allow their vocalists to shine and you know, call them out at the end of the shows and during the shows. And he would mention my website. So I just liked his personality. It, it um, trickled down from the top down. If your leader is a knucklehead and treats everybody really whack, then <laughs> you, you have that, that seed that's planted and everybody, you know, exudes that. So I, I liked his spirit. Right. Well, and it doesn't just stop with Isaac Hayes. It's Luther Vandross. It's Roberta Flack, Roy Ayers. I mean, and it's, what's interesting is when you think about the time that we're in right now, and when we think about the music that we, that is being produced right now to the masses, the young women yeah. and men that are growing up in this uh, culture of music, some of them will never have the opportunity to participate and share a stage with such legends. Wow, isn't that the truth? I mean, someone is, is passing away every day. Some, you right. know, classic then, soul artist, some legend, and you know, we and really we need to keep instilling that. Say yeah, that and and then the question becomes: Are we creating new legends? So a year or two from now, when you know children are born and they want they aspire to be musicians, who who do they share the stage with? Who will they exactly. share the stage with? discipline and show them a work ethic and show them, you know, the importance of the camaraderie of a band and creating a vibe on the stage, you know? That's right. You're absolutely right. The, you're all, you're, you're absolutely right about the future. Who, who's the next generation that, that's getting this information and able to harness it and then share it? We need to keep teaching and reaching and playing that type of music that people can relate to instead of the same songs over and over again or the quick easy money music um, that's what I call it, that quick easy money music that record labels want you to just put out and yeah you're jamming to it at the club but where's the longevity? Where is the longevity? And what does that look like nowadays? I guess some people may say that the word itself longevity is all relative but really the true meaning of that is just over a period of time you know and we've been able to see people like you know Diana Ross with the Vandross as a case, we saw their evolution. Exactly, exactly. I, I will say that I feel the, the state of the music is definitely taking a turn for the better with programs like yours and indie soul artists and artists that have been on the scene forever, like a Lettucey who's just coming into yeah. her own and getting her due, and, you know, the Chrisette Michelles, Anthony Hamilton, yeah. you know, people that are really singing something that, like we said, is going to have some longevity. Well, here's a question that I want to pose to you, one that um, our listeners, I'm sure, would appreciate. And it's like, okay, so when you mention people like a Lettucey or yourself even, uh, that have, that are A, musician, mm-hmm. and B, you, you're, you're seasoned, minus mm-hmm. the budget, minus the label, you're seasoned. So say you get picked up and you're with a label for a couple of years, and you still, have, but you still have the ability once that once the relationship ends with that label to still go on and continue to make great music and perform in front of the masses. What are some of the things that you need to have in place 
now as an artist to make sure that you're able to do that? I think you got to have your business right. You have to have your business tight. Um, becoming an LLC, getting your business license, making sure you own your masters and own your music, your catalog, um, making sure you have a good team of people working with you because no man is an island. And, um, you know, you might be out there singing, but that shouldn't be all you're doing. You need to know what's going on behind the scenes. You need to know what the contracts are looking like and the rider and the transportation and the money. You, you need to know all that stuff or else you're just in the Absolutely. dark. Absolutely. And for people that are just, you know, really green at this, and again, I say like right now, this is information, this is a time where you can go online and pull whatever you need, like That's right. e-books, uh, links, websites that are, you know, uh, starpolish.com is a great website that has a wealth of information from various people in different disciplines in the entertainment. There's all genres of music. And, but I find that a lot of our urban artists don't have the same tools. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same tools. So what would you suggest to a young man or a young woman that has a drive and a passion to write, and they are a musician, they don't have a really big budget, what are some of the first steps that they would take to start to create and nurture their rela- their relationship with their audience? Well, even if they have a big <laughs> Even if they don't have a big budget, they need to keep writing and they need to um, keep that catalog of music. Just keep because there are people that write beats, there are people that write lyrics. I mean, if if you're able to do both or one or the other, have all of that material. Keep an arsenal of material because you may be able to hook up with somebody that just loves what you do, and they may have a studio and they may want to help you record your you know your music. So I wouldn't say, okay, I'm just going to give all of this up because I don't have a place to record or I don't have, you know, funds. Because people are always looking for music. I mean, Eric Rosen is a good example of that. He um, talks about just allowing people to send him tracks, send me a track, and he'll record it if if it's something he's feeling. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of being independent. You have the luxury of doing that. Mm -hmm. There are so many studios. There are so many people that have home studios or Pro Tools or Logic or some form of recording medium where you can get a pretty decent recording in order to, you know, to send to somebody that's in a preliminary state that's not half bad that they can use and listen to and then, you know, cultivate and make it, you know, their own. Wow. Well, we certainly appreciate your input. So what we're going to do right now is jump into one of your songs so that our listeners can hear why we're so smitten with Rhonda. Oh, why, thank you. Oh, shucks. (laughs) Not shucks. (laughs) And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the song, The Light, which is where we're going to go into the light right now. And and you can share with us some insight about where those moves came from. And uh, so this is Rhonda Thomas. If you have any questions for her in the meantime, 646-478. Five one two three. Feel free to join us in the chat room because we're taking questions there as well. And we'll be right back after Rhonda Thomas's The Light. While you are down and hard on yourself, thinking you can't do it without help, stagnant water, defeated like a lamb to the slaughter. Than what to do Why you can't let other folks define you Your life is all your own The harder the struggle The greater the goal Life, strength is inside 
We love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. I have fun recording that one. So what was the inspiration for that song? My nieces. They're actually singing at the um, end of that song. It's I wanted to write something. <laughs> yeah, they're my little cuties, my little nunus. I, I wanted Aww. to write something that they could relate to, that they could listen to. There's not a lot of positive self-images on the radio and media for young you know, women of color. And, um, you know, they can listen to Radio Disney and, you know, just, I don't know, <laughs> gospel and some classic R&B. But there's not a lot for them out there. And after a lot of my shows when I'm doing outdoor festivals, for some reason, young girls come up to me and they're like, oh, I love what you did and I want to sing. And I felt like that would be a really cool song to encourage them to embrace who they are, their lips and their hips and their attitude and to just realize that there is a light inside of themselves that needs to be fostered. 
So, All of the things society seems to have a problem with. <laughs> hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We look at the media images, and that's not truthful. That's not real life. The sizes Absolutely. that you see of of girls and you know women in magazines, and we we keep beating ourselves up over and over again. And you know it, it can come from generational curses and things that have been instilled in our parents and grandparents, and they just carry that over. We need to stop the madness and embrace who you are right now today and love you that's right and I think that you know music is such a huge uh, medium for for, you know visual audio people start to internalize the messages that they see and hear in the business and I know a lot of artists don't feel like it's their personal responsibility to contribute to anything different Um, clearly that's not your take on it but what do you say when you know when working with artists that have a complete different take on, you know, the accountability piece. You know, you can't knock anybody's hustle. You really can't. Mm-hmm. People are doing their thing. You would just hope that they would want to do better and be better and, and share. A lot of these artists that are out there talking a lot of negativity and just doing something that people could dance to and talk about their life in the hood or whatever. They have kids at home, and they're living the high life. And a lot of times they're not even allowing their kids to hear that music. They're going to private schools and everything. So it's not authentic, you're saying, like they're talking about something that they're not really living. They might have lived it at one time, but Mm -hmm. they want better for their kids, and they want better for their families. And um, some of these artists, and I know them personally, you know, they they have their kids going to private school, and, yes, maybe they allow... (laughs) you know, um, them to hear daddy's music, but they want them to do better and be better. And they know they don't want to be calling, they don't want their daughters calling themselves the B word and hoes and this, that, and the other, and dressing scandally and having to pole in the house and all of that. That's for adults. That's party time. And so they're, I think they're responsible enough to try to teach their kids the right thing. And they're, their rationale would be, hey, this is adult music. You need to do for right. your kid at home. You need to do the right thing for your kid. But right. it's marketed toward young people. So, I don't know. It's a catch-22. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, again, of course there's always been adult music. Um, we've always had that. You know, we have always had the Millie Jackson. It is that her album was in the back of the pile until the adults came over. The kids went to the room, the adults played cards, and, you know, everybody had the little bar in the living room. So the bar exactly. came out, and the kids were in the back, and the parents were in the front, you know, whatever. So, But I think the lack of balance now means that, you know, if there is something missing to provide that balance, we as a village need to rise up and protect our kids. Exactly. And then the shift in music happened when, you know, we got to listen to, I don't know, Tribe Called Quest and just, you know, Mm -hmm. different artists that were um, spitting hip-hop beats and raps and music and lyrics, and it was just really about partying. And then it became um, personal, which I applaud that. I applaud speaking about what you're going through. Um, and being able to put that in your music and speak those lyrics. That's that's really important to do, um, to have that voice. And it's so artistic. Think about these brothers and sisters that are able to write these lyrics. Um, that's so scholarly. What else can you do if, you, if you're given the opportunity to? 
Okay. Okay, that makes sense to me. Um, we are going to, I think we have a caller on the line. We're going cool. to take a call. Let's see here. Let's see here. Caller, are you there? Caller. Hello? Maybe I guess not. they're just listening. I guess they're just listening. Okay. Uh-huh. That's, fine. That's fine. So, Rhonda, let me ask you. Um, now, you're from New York, and then how did you end up in Atlanta? My mother actually moved here. My brother went to um, Morehouse here, and I am a mama's girl, and so I kind of followed them after I left the New York area in 96. So okay. I've been here ever since, and... Um, it's been a great journey. I love the cost of living here. I love the people. I love the vibe. Even though I sang um, a lot in New York, I feel like I found my voice in Atlanta through groups yeah. like Jeepa and Sirius B. And um, I sang with India Irie and the Anthony Davis, just that whole camp of musicians. Right. I was able to find my my soul voice and infuse uh, a lot of percussive scatting and jazz in that that whole time of, you know, the brand new heavies coming up and Incognito. Um, Bluey actually helped me with a couple of songs on my previous CD, the second project, um, Breathe New Life. And so it was just a really good time here in the um, mid to late 90s. And I love Atlanta. I I love New York now. Don't get me wrong. That's my home. That's my roots. And so when I come home, I love the food and the people and the vibe and the energy. There's nothing like it. Yeah, to visit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to come back and see my friends and family. I will actually be in New York 20th at SOBs um, with Eric Robeson. And then the 23rd, I'll be in New Jersey at the Key Club. And the 24th, I'll be in Norwalk, Connecticut. So I'll be coming home in a couple of weeks. Right? Say that again? That's just enough East Coast for you. That's beautiful. I was just there a couple weeks ago at the Shrine. Um, And Mm. that was just lovely. I had a great time. I love New York. Oh, well, we'll definitely have to connect when you come so I can meet my kindred sister, the groovy sister. That's Um, right. That's right. Um, July 20th. July 20th. That's next, uh, next week. Next week. In a couple of weeks. couple of like weeks, that's right. Weeks. Okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. So would you say that the Atlanta music scene is, is comparable to, to New York? Like they've created, it seems that they've started to create a, a really big um, scene for music and entertainment there. Um, let me see. I just think it's different. That, you know, for, I guess... When I first got here, or before I got here, was that whole babyface era of music. And then, you know, you had the outcast era of music here in Atlanta. And then you had the more neo-soul era. Um, and I, I guess it's starting to, we're starting to create this melting pot and sharing ideas and different artists of, of different cities, of all different cities. And we come together for things like the Soul Summit that's going to be here in Atlanta, Um in August, I believe it is, and there's just so many different indie artists in different areas in Chicago, in L.A., in New York. We all come together, and we have some commonality. So it's hard to say whether we have our own particular sound here because I hear it emulated in a lot of different cities. And it's interesting that so many people from so many other places end up in Atlanta in the music business. Yeah, yeah. I I think Atlanta is just I think 
Who I will say this about Atlanta. We have some powerful, powerful musicianship here, and um, it's like no other place. I get really spoiled here, especially when I record my music, and I can think about, okay, on this song, this bass player would be fabulous on this, and I can bring in four mm-hmm. or five different bass players, keyboard players, and everybody is just equally dynamite. And I, I think that resonates in different cities. People hear what's going on um, in in the Atlanta area, and they want to come here and be a part of this. There's a lot of fabulous artists out of this scene. Um, Avery Sunshine, Alex Lattimore, Julie Dexter. Um, I could go on and on. And we've had them on the show. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, Avery Sunshine is on one of my songs on my CD. Um, just well, he had a great time with Avery. Oh, she's a hoot. A hoot, hoot. Yeah, we had a I love her. her. Yeah, uh, a great time with her. And, you know, again, just sharing information, sharing, you know, understanding that our audience is, you know, comprised of not just new artists, but artists that have been doing this for a while, and some of them are stuck and trying to evolve and get over that hump. So you guys are perfect to share your experiences so that people can, you know, have a like minded conversation around what it is that they love and what they're passionate about, you know? Mm-hmm. You're very good at this, too. You you keep the conversation going. You come up with great questions. And um, you're good at what you do. I've, I've interviewed oh, with a lot of different people. <laughs> Thank you it's so true. much. You're welcome. If, if you weren't, I just wouldn't say anything. I'd just be like, mm-hmm, all right. <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's it's about my passion, and I share that passion at with with you know our guests on the show because I get it. You know, when you yeah. uh, my passion, is, and I think there's so many independent artists out there that um, lack information. Mm-hmm. They're caught up, you know, in the hustle and bustle, and they spent thousands of dollars on the wrong thing. And yeah, yeah that's easy to do. So like we've all, we, we've all been there where we've given people money for things and wanted certain results and we're just right. unaware. And it's important to to fellowship and to bond and to, you know, get referrals from people. I need this done. Who do you think I can go to? Um, right. I think quality musicianship, quality, a quality project is so important. There are tons and tons of artists putting out material and you separate yourself from those that have less quality if you get out there and you get it done right. Your your recordings, your mixes, make sure the mix is right. That You, you can't get by with a, a whack mix. You as great can. as your songs are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think once you once you break through the fear factor, and, the only, and one of the biggest things um, that are instrument, that's instrumental in that is information and knowledge. So the more yeah. you know, the more people can take advantage of you. The more you know, the more confident you are in what you're doing and what you're supposed to be doing. And listen to so, other artists' music. Don't yeah, get caught up in your don't get caught up in your same circle of musicians that are at the same level that you are. Take it up a notch. Listen yeah. to some other projects and other music. Oh, this is where I need to be. I'll never forget when I went to London um, to see Bluey back in '97, maybe. And I had a three-song demo, and I let him hear it, and I was all proud of it. And um, he said, so when are you going to get it mixed? And I said, it's been mixed. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, wow, what are you talking about? 
And I thought the level of mixing he was talking about was unattainable to me. Wow. And in my mind, but then I realized I needed to make it happen because it wasn't up to par. It should not go out like that. If, if I can't get it to that level, then it need not be heard. Wow. And so and I it's just a, another one of those lessons that you learn while you're on the journey, and it is really a journey, and you have to learn to appreciate every step of the way. So I really, really, really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us today and sharing um, such valuable information about Thank your you. journey business, definitely. And before we let you go, can you tell us how people can reach you? I'm, by the way, I'm following you on Twitter now. Excellent. I need to tweet it's more. I'm, I'm gonna tweet about my I'm gonna tweet about my puppy. I just bought this new puppy. He's a lab poly I said he because I used to have a he. She. Oh, okay. He's so okay. cute. I'm trying to decide on a name. I don't know if it should be um Quincy after Quincy Jones. Or oh, Ming like after Charlie Mingus. I was thinking about calling her Ming. Or Django. So I'm, I'm gonna have to tweet that and Facebook it. Name all three. Have people name know. Name, 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 name all three. <laughs> I will. I will. But um, I was gonna answer your your question to me was where can people reach me? I think yeah. you said that, or maybe I was just thinking about yeah, that. How in can my they head. find your music? Learn more about you? How can they reach you? They want to reach out and you know sing your praises. They can tweet, of course. They can go to Facebook, my Facebook page. They can go to my website, www.rondasings.com. Check me out there. Um, the, you can go to the Listen Lounge on my site, which I really love. You can hear snippets of each song. Um, you can see who played on the songs. You can read the inspiration behind the song and the lyrics. You can purchase CDs there, Amazon, CD Baby, and um different places in, in your city where you can purchase a CD. I'm, I'm real excited about where my career is going. And one last thing, I did recently um, score a distribution deal in Japan, so that's a big deal for me that just happened this week. Yeah, Congrats. I'm hyped. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, you didn't know about the sound effects, did you? You didn't know how we got to do the sound effects. It caught me off guard. That was hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we definitely want you to uh, enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Hopefully, the weather there is beautiful, too. And, it is uh, hot, though. It's hot. I'm going to have to go get some ice cream. Oh, I heard that. We're not mad at that. Uh, feel free, Rhonda, to drop, drop anytime you have something going on. Give us a call. Let us know. We'll put it on the blog. Um, I also just sent you a free new request that so we're going to be friends all over the place. Yay! All and I'll get place. to see you on the 20th or sometime around then when I'll be at SOBs. And then we can meet and okay. hang out and do all that good stuff. And all that good stuff. <laughs> thank you. So like thank you so stuff. much, Rachel. And thank it's you, see Truth. And you guys oh, rock. Yeah. Thank you for being on the program. We definitely appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing. And we definitely will see you soon. Thank you. Excellent. I didn't get to hear that deep voice until the very end here. I know. Well, well you know, I, I let I let Rachel, you know, take the reins of this. But sometimes you got you got to know when to play the number two. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes, indeed. So maybe I'll see you around the twentieth too. Cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yes. Peaceful blessings to you both. Enjoy yes, the day. Good luck and life to you too, sis. So enjoy. All and right. We'll
Sounds good. Bye. All right. Take care. Okay, we're going yeah, to continue right now. We're going to do uh, okay. some more Rhonda Thomas. This is called Do Your Thing. And you can call us, 646-478-5123. We got uh, more show still left for you guys, and we got some information we're going to get out to you. I got to still tell you about the, some of the films that I've seen at ABFF, the American Black Film Festival, taking place right now in Southeast Miami, and uh, a whole host of other things. You know how we get sound in review on Blog Talk. Call us. Email us. Join us in the chat room. Uh, the email is anyreviewcd at gmail.com. Do your thing. Yeah, bye.
Yes, indeed. It's in the review here on Blog Talk. That was Rhonda Thomas right there with Do Your Thing. Call us, 646-478-5123. If you want to listen, if you want to chat, if you have a question, whatever it is, we'll definitely, definitely talk to you. And let's see who we have on the line right here. Hello, caller. You are on live. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello, hello, hello. I guess they're just listening. But um, I'm here, See truth with Rachel, and uh, yes. we just uh, finished talking with uh, Rhonda Thomas, great, great artist. Uh, she has a wealth awesome. of information. Yeah, yes. yeah, and that, that do your thing was, was tight. I mean, you know, like, you know, as we were talking about, you know, it, that really is a serious question. It's like who will our rising stars have to learn from? Who, they, who do they share stages with? You know, um, people that have come through the ranks in the business, Um so, yeah, she's one of the last of our generation that can say, you know, I share a stage with Isaac Hayes or, you know, Luther Vandross or, you know what I mean? It's really something yeah. to think about when we're creating music for what's next. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, that's what we're here. That's what we're about on any review here on Blog Talk. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a whole host of indie stuff. It's all about India. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, y'all stay tuned for uh, what we got in store coming up. And uh, I have the Indy 100 coming up uh, in a little while um, after this song, as a matter of fact. So we're going to do that. And then i got to talk some more about the wonderful uh, films and things that have been going on at the American Black Film Festival uh, here in Southeast Miami. So uh, y'all stay tuned for all of that. But right now, let's do... Uh, our friends, Ishe Hezekiah, and uh, let's do Opportunity, because, you know, that's what all it's right, all about. Any review here on Block Talk.
347-845-1283. That is the number. Of course, you can join us in the chat room. We will definitely, definitely speak to you. And you have the opportunity to do that. Ninja in the chat room. Yes. Shout out to Ninja. Big up to Lady Ninja, who calls us indie lectuals. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a T-shirt, Lady Ginger. You're going to get 10%. <laughs> well, maybe five, but, you know, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's see if we can uh, try this caller one more time. Here we go. Hello, Turn you're on live. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's Hi. happening? Who are, we, who are we speaking hey, to? Hey, what's up? This is, uh, this is Lou from Waterseed. I just wanted to give a shout-out to Rhonda for coming through. She's going to be recording with us uh, hopefully very soon next month. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout-out and show my support. I'm listening to the show. So looking forward to oh, it. Oh, thank you so much for tuning in. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. She's great. She's great. Well, hopefully Absolutely. this won't be the last time that you tune in. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course not. Of course not. All the time. All the time. Okay, well, cool. Her appreciate her you. Said. Pardon me? Right. What'd you say? Please tell her that we said hello and happy recording. Oh, I will. That's what's up. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. Oh, All right. Definitely. Take All right. Care. Thanks have a lot. You too. Bye-bye. Yes, indeed. And you guys can tune in and call up as, as and do all of that at six four six four seven eight five one two three. Well, you know, let's let's get to the the indie review. It's someone that you are familiar with, but uh, she's back on the indie scene once again. Although she had a little major dealing. Uh, she's an indie one hundred. You are familiar okay. with her. She had a little major dealing before, but now she's back on the indie scene. So let's get to our indie one hundred. Okay. <laughs> now, for those who are unfamiliar with the ND100, let me tell you what the ND100 Artists of the Week consists of. It consists of those musicians who are in the fast lane, burning rubber towards stardom, setting stages into a tailspin while maneuvering their high-frequency equipment. And this week, we bring you Kiki Wyatt. Now... I know a lot of you know of Kiki Wyatt, uh, some of you from the, the controversial situation that took place. In which right. She, um, okay. Don't bring up all of that. In which she had a situation with her her husband at that point, and they, they did separate. They were together for about 10 years or so, I believe. But um, you may know her from that, but the most of the world knows her from the great music that she puts out. And um, she did a lot of work early in her career on MCA Records and teaming up with um, Avant. Uh, they did, like, some great duets between the two of them. They they were like, you know, the um, Alexander O'Neill and, and Sherelle of, of, of our time, you know, when they did their thing. Bye. And um, she had a great solo career on her own. She's originally from Naptown, which is also known as Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. And um, she, after she left MCA, she recorded a couple of albums, uh, one for a label that went bankrupt, so that never went through. And um, she eventually uh, caught on to a label called Shinati, which is who she's recording for right at this particular moment in time. And um, she's had production from uh, Chef Crawford, J.R. Hudson, Steve Morales, 
Jesus Bob and uh, some of the people that they've done is Tamia Kelly Price, Jill Scott, Music Soul Child, Life Jennings. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. And um, she's also, you know, done some conscious songs and some songs about domestic violence, which she says was a big stress reliever for her. And she wanted ladies and girls to know that they are not the only ones going through what they're going through and that you're you're human just like others in situations. So she just doesn't do music. She does music that's very personal and very important that touches people and inspires people and that uplifts people. And, uh, you know, you heard Rhonda talking about that a little bit earlier on the program. So Kiki yeah. is one of those artists that definitely gets it and, and does that. And um, she did a couple of remakes on her new project. Um, one is Saturday Love from the duo that I told you about a little bit earlier, Sherelle and Alexander O'Neill. We're going to get to that in a little bit. And also Love on the New Management, which is from Mickey Howard. And uh, two mm. classic songs, and um, she did a pretty good job with uh, both of them. But uh, she does do her own music. She doesn't just do remakes. So the song that we're going to get into first from her and uh, we'll do Saturday Love a little bit later on, is a song that's from her. It's not a remake. It's an original song. It's called Light Me Up. It's from her album that's out now. You can you can all pick that up. And uh, it's Kiki Wyatt, our Indy 100 Artist of the Week. We'll be back with some more. Call us up, 646-478-5123. I look into your eyes, the love I see came 
Wyatt right there. Light me up. I'm good. Here on She's always had a great voice. She's always had a great voice. She's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. And, uh, you know, we're definitely going to be hearing more of, of that particular song on the show from her new project that she has going on. And the name of the album, I'll get the name of the album in a few so you guys know exactly what it is. But um, her album just dropped um, back in June, so it just came out not so okay. long ago. Okay. And, um, and again, it's called it's Unbelievable. Too, you know, it just speaks to that talent that can survive, you know, not being on the label. It's about having it, it, all of your in a row and all of your tools available to you so that you can still keep it moving, you know, outside the outside of the big machine. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. So um, we, we're going to try and get her on the program as well, try and connect with her. And that get would her be on. amazing. So, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. She has a lot to say, and I can't sum it up, you know, within a couple minutes of time. So she'll have to come on and <laughs> right. give you the full, you know, 411. But uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, I'm, I'm out here uh, in Southeast Miami for the uh, American Black Film Festival going down, and I've seen a lot of great work, and there's, there's been a lot of good information being passed down here. Um, Robert Townsend um, did a talk back where he was talking about, you know, pitching and getting your, your stuff out there to, you know, producers in Hollywood and stuff like that. And I, I think uh, Paula Patton did some something as well where she had a little a conversation with people. I, I didn't get a chance to uh, check that out. And, John Singleton was also um, talking about the impact and the importance of Boys in the Hood and, and what yeah. that's done and, and what that's been, you know, uh, what's been going on since then as far as that right. goes. And um, Keenan Ivor Wayans is um, is also uh, around, and he's going to be honored uh, later tonight. He's like an honoree that they have. And he was talking about how um, – Black films have suffered from the, a lack of a DVD market. The, the fact that everything has gone digital and online and that, you know, DVD sales are not as big as they used to, where we used to have a lot of presence there um, that really hurt a lot of the, you know, black films that's, that's been uh, trying to make their way out there. So he spoke yeah. about that. And, of course, the, the, the legendary Bill Duke was also around. He was doing an, an acting camp, and he was speaking on some things. And, you know, he, Bill Duke always has something going on. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about his documentary. Um, yeah. We talked about his documentary not too long ago. We put it on the, on the um, blog. Um, did they show that? Did they screen his documentary there? No, they did not. And um, I don't know what the situation is with that. Maybe he's going to do something else or he's going to want it to be, you know, screened a little closer to when it's released. So I, I don't know exactly, mm-hmm. you know, why that was or what have you, but it wasn't, it wasn't screened in particular. Okay. Um, at the fest. So, but I did see, um, as I was mentioning earlier, Black Gold, which I told you about the situation with the people of Nigeria and their struggle against the big oil companies. And I actually put a trailer up, um, you can check it out right now on the indie review for you dot dot com. It's on the blog right now, so y'all can check that out and see exactly what I was talking about. I also um saw a film uh which was Dysfunctional Friends. It's a uh a comedy but also a, a drama at the same time and it was done by Corey Grant, who's a, a graduate of, of Howard Film School and uh he had a host of people in that film. And I mean it was like a, a black actor's um Convention, the amount of people that he had in, in, in that film. He had Stacey Dash, 
Raven Gomez, Preston was in there, um, Wesley Jonathan, Jason Weaver, Persia White, Tatiana Ali, Hosea um, Sanchez. Uh, the list goes, goes on and on and on. Megan Goods, um, T.O. Terrell Owens also uh, had a, a appearance in there. And it was basically about all of these college friends who get together surrounding the death of one of their old college friends who leaves uh, money in his estate to them. But in order for them to get it, they have to stay in in his house for a period of time. And none of them can leave. If any one of them leaves, like, nobody gets anything. So that's the whole premise of the film. And, you know, a whole bunch of drama and, and funny things happen surrounding that, that whole particular uh, time in the house and, and what goes on between those those friends and, and family. So it is definitely yeah. um, a, a, a good film to check out. Yeah, if I had... What was that? Are they both feature films or are they short films? Those those are both features. Those those are long okay. features. They were uh, an hour and a half long on, on both okay. of them. And um, if I had a a trailer for Dysfunctional Friends, I'll put that on on the blog as well. But um, mm-hmm. that was in particularly good. And another film which was done in a, a mockumentary style, but it's not based on any real story. But they just did it in a documentary style. It's called The Last. The Last Laugh is a, a Jeff Wood story. It's based on a comedian's, you know, rise and fall uh, through stardom, and that's, that's starring um, Tony Rock, Chris Rock's brother, uh, Rodney Perry, yeah. Clifton Powell, uh, Kenny Young, Kim, Kim Whitley, Ari Spears, uh, the whole the, – the, the list goes on and on. Um, Anna Marie Hortford okay. as well, and it, it – it, it takes place around the story of this guy who, who comes out of Chicago, he's a comedian, and how he comes up slowly, he gets on, he gets all the fame, and, you know, he, he goes through some things and crashes and burns and then gets back up again and then goes through it again. And, you know, it, it's a good story about what happens uh, with the whole fame game through a comedian's uh, perspective and the effects that it has around the other people in, in his life. So it's not just about him, but it's about his family, how that affects them, and his other friends as well. So that was a good piece. And um, then there was a, a whole bunch of shorts uh, that I saw as well. And uh, two in particular, I won't go into all of them, but one of them was called Salvation Road, which was um, starring Russell Hornsby. And this was about the relationship between uh, father and sons on, on many different levels, and, and also a black father and a white son. As, as well, and, and it was very good. It was very good, and um, that was called Salvation Road, and then there was another one called Fig, which was about a young girl who has to take the prostitution to actually feed her, her daughter and the different struggles that she goes through, and it's actually a story based around what takes place in San Francisco, um, or um, actually not San Francisco, but South L.A. on Figueroa Street with the young girls who are out there partaking in uh, prostitution and the effect that that has on them and their family. And it, that's also based on a, a true story. So, wow. What was the, the name of the last one again, T? Say again? What was the name of the last one you mentioned? The last one was called Fig, like the fig fruit, fig, fig tree, F-I-G. Okay. That was called Fig, yeah. The other one was called Salvation okay. Road and the other three features that I mentioned was Black Gold, Dysfunctional Friends, and The Last Laugh. And Black Gold, you can see the trailer for that on our indie review for you dot blog. So yes, a lot of good, great work out there. Still there. 
Yes, 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 yes. A lot of great work out there. A lot of, a lot of good films. A lot of, a lot of talented people doing very creative things. So I, I just hope cool. that the masses get to see the work that's that's being put out there and being done because it is some some good stuff. I mean, and that's our desire for all in the, you know, independent. Whether you're a musician, a filmmaker, an author, whatever it is that you're doing, um, and you're passionate about it. You know, our hope is that all people can get some sort of light um, and, and be able to share their pa- passion on whichever platform they choose, you know. Um, and we certainly oh, yeah. welcome them on our platform to share their passion and what it is that they want to accomplish and some of the things that they have going on so that, you know, we can help spread the word because that's really what it's all about. Right. That's really exactly. what it's all about. And, you know, it's funny, ultimately, I guess eventually it's going to be flipped inside out because, most musicians are now independent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very few are, are signed um, to major labels. And, and I guess you can uh, just about say the same thing about film. You know, most producers, right. the film writers or directors or creators of these projects, most of them don't have a big, you know, publishing house behind them or a big um, film house behind them. They're doing this work on their own. They're raising money on different websites like Kickstarter where they're, you know, soliciting donations. Um, I just donated to uh, Darlin's film, The Girls' Bathroom, the, you know, the vignettes for Chapter 3 TV this week. So, and there's, I was astounded by the amount of films that are on Kickstarter.com. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's thousands uh... of them. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a big platform to, to raise money to, you know, get your project going to where it is that you want it to, to go, depending on the stage that you're in. And, you know, it, it's it's a great way for, for independent anybody to, yeah. you know, get funding really and, and raise funds. Right. So, it's you really, know. really good. Yeah, check out Kickstarter.com. Yeah, Kickstarter.com. Check it out. I mean, whatever your passion is, whatever, or if you're not, you know, a creative mind or if you just have – a passion or you want to encourage someone that's passionate about their craft, you can definitely go on a Kickstarter and find some sort of film that aligns with, you know, your thoughts, your beliefs, whatever it is. There's something for everybody on that site. So for people that are interested in donating, there's even people raising money for music videos, I've seen, you know, to shoot music videos. So, you know, check it out if you get a chance, kickstarter.com. And, um, you know, you might be able to align yourself with something that you're passionate about there as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and the bottom line is too, and you know, just just being around, you know, everything this 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 past week is just. If you have something that you want to do, and you know, you want to get it out there, and you believe enough in it, then just just go for it. Just do it. You know, forget about all the you know the naysayers and the different things that you may be up against. You know, just just do what you have to do to to get it started, even if it's just something small to begin with. Just keep building. And eventually you'll get to where you need to be. Right. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, let's let's go into a song real quick and then then we'll we'll wrap up. Um, Let's let's do uh, the Anthony David uh, featuring Algebra and Fonte forevermore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You guys, we still have a little bit of time. A little bit of time, six four six four seven eight five one two three. if you want to give us a real a shout real quick, and we're going to jump into the song, and we'll be right back. Yep. 